0: Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most, the podcast mogul himself, Phil Better. And today I'm very, very happy to have a different type of entrepreneur on the world, a more creative entrepreneur entrepreneur a man who himself doesn't call himself an entrepreneur was very confused when his uh neighbors called him an entrepreneur he just let me know that but mr henning of paradise studios is in the uh, podcast henning thank you so much for being here yeah
1: thanks for having me and uh, hello from germany
0: <laughs> yes he's it's a it's a little late For him over there, it's about 7 o'clock, I think you mentioned, uh, in Germany. So it's a nice little darkness in here. But you can see, if you're watching this on the YouTube, you can see his artwork in the background, and it looks fabulous. Um, Henning, I have a great uh, great intro for you, but I'm going to read that later. I'm going to add that to the beginning of the show. I would want you to tell my audience a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. YouTube I'm starting off saying yo, 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 Henning here <laughs> because I I recognize that you need to have a kind of an intro if you're starting doing videos for YouTube or whatsoever, so you have an ending and an intro. Uh, so Henning here, um, I'm a, a film director producing commercials and artist and um, living or being based in Hamburg, Germany, and I'm a freelancer for... Not twenty years, but I started in two thousand and five, and I, yeah, started working for regular television broadcasting and uh, made the switch to online media, like starting in two thousand and seven, where YouTube was kind of young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started. I'm I'm sure I'm I'm not sure when YouTube started, but it was more or less the same time when I started doing television. So it's um, yeah I made the switch slowly from broadcasting and linear TV to digital media, which is more fun, more open. And um, at the core, which is more about the content and not about like filling time gaps for, for like shows or whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm kind of hooked up to the digital age and also um When I started doing everything, we had like analog camera, which was very big and very expensive. And uh, I started then uh, editing with a laptop and had smaller digital cameras. So I got like jumped on this digitalization of the
0: industry more or less. Yeah. So you you've seen the change in the industry, in the filmmaking industry, when it was its big clunky cameras to now yeah. where people can be filming movies and commercials on their cell phones. Have you found that it's made your job easier as a, a filmmaker with this uh, pretty much decent, nearly decentralization of uh, power and equipment? Um.
1: For sure, it made my life easier because I'm, was, I'm not scared of new techniques or new technical stuff. So I'm, I never, I mean, sometimes it's kind of like if you're talking to older camera guys, DOPs, and then they learn their craft and it's like a camera has to be in this and that way. And you don't take a, like a DSLR camera for shooting video. And I, I was never scared of just using the best equipment I could get to get the best outcome because it's like, for me, the focus is always about like the story you're telling. Mm-hmm. And first of all, if you if you're like developing ideas or concepts, that's like the first step. And then in the second step, you you you're sourcing out what kind of cameras you, you should use and what kind of lightning and whatsoever. But it's not the other way around because I have this camera sitting over here. I have to use this because if I'm having a hammer in my hand, I just see nails, even if they are screws, because I just need it's to the find only nails because I got the, it's the tool I'm having. And I'm always like, was always open to use uh, for using new tools. and. Um, yeah that's what makes yeah maybe that's why i'm kind of successful or not but it's like it's not it's not <laughs> i don't have an ego when it comes to cameras and so on it's just like i'm i'm trying out new stuff i was just discussing with a colleague here on the boat getting a new iphone because it, it has like uh, 4k shooting capa- capabilities with apple pro raw and it's just like i'm using my phone so much for doing content or shooting videos, that it's just like available tour right now.
0: Yeah, it's it, it 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 it's helping. Like the the technology becoming more accessible and easier, and the fact that you're open to use different cameras or different techniques or different um, bil- uh, different ways of doing it, and learning about those different ways allows you to stay on the cutting edge. Allows you to be more flexible and be able to meet the different budget requirements for your your clients.
1: As well. And it's, I mean, the one thing definitely I'm, when I'm producing stuff or if we're doing like budgets, they tend to get, because we're a smaller studio as well, so we don't have these high overhead costs. It's a bit, it's a bit East. easier to, to be cheaper than bigger production companies. And um, my first studio I run, um, turned bigger and I had employees and there was a different kind of budgeting as well. But mm-hmm. in the end, um, I mean, the client, if they need a film, they, they have like, they have this challenge and I can offer a solution for this kind of budget they're having. And if it fits, then we, we can work together. That, and if it doesn't fit, we can't work together. So it's like, but definitely, it's easier if I'm using cheaper cameras. The overhead is not that expensive. If my camera costs 100K, the shooting and the productions have to be bigger and the budget has to be bigger because if I want to survive as an entrepreneur, I can't live with higher costs than revenue or income. Mm-hmm. So, I mean,
0: it's not... It's not.
1: It's basically...
0: If there's more money it's, coming in, you can do more stuff. If there's less money coming yeah. in... Less stuff you can yeah. do. Um, I mean, I still own
1: a Sony FS7 Mark One, and it still runs perfectly. It got paid off in the first six months with jobs, and I got this like for five years now, and it's still running. We can do live streams and whatever. It's still, still a good tool. So it's, uh, yeah. When
0: you I'd, find a good I'd, tool, it lasts forever, um, and that's, can, that's if you point. take care as well.
1: Yeah, if you take. care I mean, of your definitely, tools. definitely. At one point. I mean, I, I got a newer camera as well, which is capable of shooting raw and four and a half K like a black magic also, but it's, it's not about in the end, it's not about camera because you can always like uh, land, land camera gear, go to rent it and whatsoever. So it's not the things you're owning. It's in the end, it's what's in your head. And you asked earlier if it made life easier for me or not on the technical side or equipment side. Yeah. It made life easier on the other hand. They are like fifteen or sixteen-year-old men, boys and girls who can shoot better videos than I can do. You know, because you you can teach yourself or you can watch tutorials on YouTube. You, you don't need like you don't need that high invest in techniques. You, you need a laptop. You need a handy camera, and you can start right away with shooting videos. So um, that's why. On the one hand, it made life easier. On the other hand, the market has grown a lot with a lot of people getting into the space. But on the other hand, I mean, every brand needs video. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's not, the let's
0: just say the the cake gets bigger as well. Each market, as the market gets saturated, it gets bigger and bigger so it can grow and grow. Um, What what made you want to become uh, a content creator slash digital entrepreneur?
1: to be honest it's like a typical career in media i just slipped into it and just figured out that it's quite uh that it's quite fun and that it's something what i wanted to do i after after high school i studied economics for a year and just figured out that it's not my kind of thing (laughs) but yeah but uh I started with a traineeship at a local TV station here and then just figured out that's exactly what I want. It's kind of technical. It's kind of I have to deal with people, which I really love because, I mean, that's like one of the upsides of this job is that I get to know so many people of shooting here and there. And when you're shooting on events, you get to know other people and your network is just growing. And that's just what makes it fun for me to relate. I mean, to, to build up to fast, fastly build up connections with people. I mean, I have to earn their trust. If somebody wants to work with me, they need to trust in me mm-hmm. because it's not that easy to work with me. I mean, it's the same with the art. I mean, you can say it's good or whatever, but it's definitely different and it's not for everyone. So, but that's like kind of the positioning I'm, I'm taking. So it's, I mean, that's something which separates me from other from it's other your unique selling or... point.
0: It's your unique selling point. You say this is the vision I have. You share your art. You share your your the the case studies and the work that you've done, and you show your portfolio, and people can see, oh, this is someone that I want to work with. They have the the eye that I require. They have the technical either the technical know how or they have the creative eye that you are looking for, and that's that's what yeah. you bring. You bring a, a unique uh, viewpoint to uh, to filmmaking. Yeah,
1: I I try to give it. Give every production kind of an edge, which sometimes is easier with clients who are more digital-based and younger. And but I also have clients which are, have more coming from traditional backgrounds, like Barclays, which is a banking company. But they don't see the, themselves as a regular banking company, but as a modern company. So that's why they want to work with someone like me because I'm not producing like the it's a generic copy generic- paste. Copy kind of copy paste videos, yes. So it's always like, I mean, I I had my first agency, and I sold my 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 shares uh, just before the first Corona
0: COVID. <sighs> and you, got out, you got out. You got out in the perfect time.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so, I mean, you you you're starting off in a into a lockdown where there's not not a lot of business rolling true you know it, it was like a lot of my business came from uh was working with or for events like uh conferences and so on and they're just went flat out yeah. so it's but on the other hand i had time to just figure out what i i mean it's not always that you're getting like a second start so to say or that mm-hmm. you can reinvent yourself so i just used the time and just figured out what is the th- the stuff that i'm What is the stuff that I liked before doing? And what is just the things that I want to do? And maybe it's something which I haven't done in the last five years because, I am i mean, I don't want to live in the past and just think, oh, I had this production in 2015 and that was so much fun and I want to do more production like this. Maybe I don't want to do any film productions in 10 years. I want to do my own art projects or doing branding uh, collaborations in fashion or architecture or bidding a car whatsoever I mean I don't want to just limit myself on just video I I, I have a lot of I have more ideas in my head than just for film production I mean that can always be a part of every project that I'm pitching I mean like even if I'm doing like art uh, pop-up galleries or whatsoever it's like always yeah and we're doing like a video documentation of the whole process and we can do a behind the scenes of the making of, of the pictures and I mean, that's like, that's always like a part which I can sell, but uh, it's not like the base. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, yeah. I,
0: I, I, I um, you're, you're, you're looking to evolve constantly. You're not looking yep. to say sediment. You're not looking that, oh, look at what I did here and this is all I'm gonna be doing. You're like, no, I wanna try something new. Like you said, you were you weren't scared to try new technology, new cameras, and that whereas some of the older people were like no this is the camera this is the angle we have to shoot at because it's the best this and that that you're like no let's let's try something let's try to be try to do something different All good all good um try to do something different let's try use this camera because maybe we'll be able to get a different angle that's going to be even more impressive than just the the regular standard view that people are getting and by constantly trying and and you're challenging yourself by doing different aspects by doing bringing on different clients or doing different things you're challenging yourself to be better yeah
1: i definitely challenge myself all the time and um it's not about i mean definitely i'm evolving but if it's better or not i, I don't want to judge it's just like if i'm having ideas i'm just trying to approach those ideas make them reality or doing like a beta or alpha versions of those ideas and see how people are re- reacting to these ideas and then just see if I can take it to the next step or not. And if if not, that's fine. I got way more ideas. But that's like the challenge. I have way too many ideas. And I mean, I think an idea hasn't any worth if it's just an idea. But if you start to like turning this idea into reality, getting after it and just putting work into getting your idea on the table or as a product on, on the road or whatsoever, then it's getting a, then it's getting worth
0: they're worthwhile is there, yeah. Um so in your in your journey from starting your first digital agency uh, or your, your first studio to where you are now, you you've probably collected a plethora of memories is there one that sticks out that you're like this is kind of like cements the reason why you enjoyed working in your field or is there one that you care to share with us
1: yeah i'm just i'm just um it's always hard to find like this one production or this one memory it's just like i mean if we break it down i can have Have a memory for every year and even every every month if if you're going back into details and if I rethink a bit longer i mean it's i mean the basic the basic life that I'm living is that i'm I got to see more or less half not half maybe a third of the world through my work because I was traveling working on on golf tournaments for bmW in China in America. I got to l a for porsche. I was in Dubai for golf. I was in Dubai for tennis. I was in Morocco for golf so i I got to see the world through with my work, which is like where where I just feel I'm very blessed and this this is like not not a big memory, but this is something which I can't really I won't that's something which I don't want to miss like traveling being a week like in different country in a different city getting to know the city kind of because you always have to shoot some th- scenics so you're always arrive arriving then you have maybe a half day off or whatsoever to just <laughs> getting kind of getting to deal with the jet lag like in the next day is okay we have to shoot scenics and then you get to see the places you're, you're staying in so and that's like that's something which i really like but also getting i mean i'm always getting If I shoot with people, these are not like the people from around the corner, but sometimes these are people who achieved something ridiculous, something big, who are musicians or who are famous for for maybe famous actors or singers and whatsoever. So I'm getting to work with them, getting to know them for let's say an hour or whatsoever, but I'm getting a glimpse of how they are through was, the work that I'm doing. And that's something which I really, really love.
0: That's amazing. The connections you get to make because of your job, uh, your work, but also be the, the places you get to travel, those memories, those core memories that you're creating and those interactions that you're creating is unbelievable. I mean, one of the challenges
1: after I made my exit was that a lot of my memories were attached to my old company, which was kind of my baby. So and that's why one of the well, one of the first things I did was I, I did T-shirts or sweaters, and it just got like the tagline was "New memories." So it was just to vis- visualize for myself, okay, you you can't live in the past. it's over now. this chapter is done, and now you have to write your own chapter, and that's why it, sa- it says "New memories." I also got it, I think I have to find it somewhere here but let's say new memories
0: so oh I love
1: that just a constant that to just don't live in the past even if it's very beautiful but just
0: keep moving to... forward there's no new I, I love the new memories I think that's an amazing mm-hmm. uh, tagline to have for your life, my uh, the one that I i have, I don't have it tattooed on me yet, but the one that mm. I go by is seek discomfort. Um, uh, yeah. just because on the other side of discomfort is growth, so you're like creating yeah. new memories, it's the same thing. I, I mean, it's the
1: same with fear. I mean, it's like it's like one of the things which helps me is like whenever I'm feared, well, I'm, I'm feeling kind of fear for doing some action or whatsoever I'm just trying to approach this fear because if you're going right into this kind of painful area you just recognize okay it's not that bad as you think because everything is playing out in your head and then after you've done those things which you're kind of fear or you're scared to do Mm -hmm. you just see, okay it's very easy and after that it's just freedom and relaxation and I thought about tattooing this myself fear but with a strike through but i don't want to give fear that much space so it just doesn't I lo- it doesn't get I... this space the space on my skin so i don't want to be reminded that there's fear it's just like it's like it's 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 mindset thing but it's just like you have to just every time when you think there are limitations the first limitation is in your head that you're thinking too small you're just limiting yourself because it's... It's, I mean, I don't want to sound like a mean meme or mindset thing, but it's just like you have to think bigger to approach some things, and it's just like you have to—you can't limit yourself. There's there are too many limitations outside. You have gravitation, so that's why you can't fly. But there are ways to to work around. So there's still ways with an airplane you can fly. So it's just like don't limit yourself.
0: No, I go ahead. I love it because it is true. Like the limiting beliefs that people have, and, and you're right, it's it starts with right here. If you and nearly every single entrepreneur that I've talked with is like, you first have to get your mind right and change the way you're thinking so that you can become the success that you need. And like you said, and I love the fact that you were thinking about getting the tattoo fear with a line crossed out of it through it. But chose not to because by giving fear a place on your body, you're giving it a, uh, an anchor to be in your life, regardless yeah. of if it's crossed out or not. Yeah, it's it's, it's still there, there, and it's going to be yeah. present in your life. And and, st- and you don't want to have that in your life. You want to have it outside your life. And you're like, and you just it's. Oh, I mean, I love it.
1: Definitely, it's there sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's just I don't need a constant remind, reminder of that. There's fear. There's so much fear around me. I mean, if I'm having like, sometimes I have like really kind of crazy ideas. And if I'm just telling those ideas, other people, they're just saying, yeah, you're nuts. But that's just their limiting beliefs and not yeah. mine. And it's, I mean, I'm not talking about like, going to the moon or whatsoever. But I think given building a success time, it, it can still work out. So just have to she's (laughs) angry my colleague is just leaving so um
0: yeah it's it is a a little late so yeah a long day at the office Uh, and i don't want to take take up too much more of your time where no it's
1: it's fine i still have some work to do here so
0: (laughs) that's great um if you could give a piece of advice to someone that's starting or looking to come into the creative entrepreneur world where it's either filmmaking editing or even art um what kind of advice would you have for someone looking to start that world
1: i think it's two two okay. points first of all is make 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 just do things do things constantly don't be scared of anything and the other thing which is maybe that's like the creative part it's just mm-hmm. don't limit yourself and just go ahead approach things Uh, and the other thing is, um, that even, and that's the entrepreneurial part of it. Um, even if it makes a lot of fun and it's just fulfilling, you're doing fulfilling things for yourself, you always need to get paid for it as well because fun in the end doesn't pay the rent. So you always, you, you, you have to figure out what your worth is and then you you have to find the the right clients or brands you're collaborating or working with and that's like something which i which i needed to learn or which was one of the most important learnings i i made was to say no no to jobs no to projects even if i liked them but if the if there wasn't something fitting like sometimes it was the budget sometimes it was just like that I had the feeling that there were too many red flags in communicating with the client, even when the budget was proper or more than enough, it was just like, I just figured out it's better to, to say no to projects because I'm not tangled to too many projects. And if I don't have a project, I can still paint or do other stuff and do can take care of my own ideas and projects. And I don't need to, um, yeah uh sacrifice. Kind of waste my time sacrifice or waste my time for others so that's like that's a very important thing and they are always like i mean sometimes it's even in the beginning it's not that easy to say no to jobs and also to go on holidays mm-hmm. because you're thinking okay if i'm too because a lot of my work is project-based mm-hmm. so there's not like i don't have any retainers It's just like projects coming in they're lasting sometimes three months, sometimes two weeks, whatsoever. So it's like, and then in the beginning you had the feeling, okay, if I'm on on holidays and if I'm two weeks gone, there will be another filling in my gap. I'm coming back and I don't have any jobs. That's why you didn't allow yourself to go on holidays, but that's bullshit. You can go on holidays whenever you want. Sure. If I'm going on holidays, I still have my laptop with me. I'm checking emails once or twice a day to just see if there are new requests and whatsoever. That's just part of my job. It's like not, I'm not offline for two weeks and gone. Um, I don't need that as well. It just, it doesn't wear me out to check, just checking emails and see it's even, it's even different if, it's even like empowering that I know, okay, I got projects coming in after after my holidays and their requests and life goes on and it just makes life sometimes a bit easier. But yeah, this is like one advice, learn to say no.
0: I love it. No, it's a very important thing. And it's a lesson that I'm learning as well as a young entrepreneur, uh, learning to say no, say, choosing the right clients that won't give you the headaches Um, and that will help you take you to the next level as well yeah
1: i mean that's like that's like a a goal as well to find clients where you can uh, together have a kind of a growth for let's just say two or three or four years and then they're coming in other clients or other companies brands whatsoever so it's i mean it's always involving and
0: i mean yeah i love it um Henning, we are coming to the end. So I'm going to ask you yeah. the uh, the spark question of uh, the the episode. Um, with the end of the uh, year coming up, we are in uh, the, the final push here. Um, what are you currently looking forward to? This year or next year? Let's say next year. Let's say in 2023, what are you currently looking forward to?
1: Um, I'm looking for doing more art exhibitions i I had the plan for this year to do five exhibitions and I did uh like one and a half because I did some group exhibitions and group exhibitions are just like half check <laughs> so that's why i'm that's what i'm- cor- currently focusing on because I need to schedule those um yeah those exhibitions so I have them fixed and then I can do all my video productions all around so I got these things cross the because this is something which uh, is not depressing but it's something which I'm not very happy about that I got lost track of doing more art because I want to grow my art practice as well and I'm sitting on a lot of paintings here and the, I'm, I mean I'm here on a houseboat so space is limited and my colleagues are saying yeah it's It's nice that you're (laughs) very productive, but it's also nice that we are not your archive (laughs) and it's still an office for everyone. So, yeah. I love
0: it. I I love it. I I look forward to being able to come to one of your art exhibitions in the future, Henning. Um, Henning, I'm going to jump off Maybe we should make something happen in Montreal. Oh, I would... Yes, I would love that. I would love for a chance to see uh, an exi- exhibition here. Uh, I'm going to jump off the screen here. I'm going to give you the chance, to let my audience know where they can find you, how to follow you, and how to support you. So, the floor, sir, is yours. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, um, you can follow me on Instagram. I mean, that's, I think, the best way, in it's paradise, underscore, 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 studio. And, um, the picture is a palm. I think that's the easiest way. And I don't have an OnlyFans account yet, so you c- and no Patreon. But just look for Paradise Studio with a palm, and then
0: we're good. Awesome. Henning, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It was an awesome time to talk with you. I look forward to thank you seeing everything that comes from you uh, to my audience. Yeah. The show notes will have all the links to support Henning and find out where he's going to be in the future. And uh, again, before I sign off, thank you again, Henning and to the rest of the world. Remember to invest in yourself.